It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited to revisit a topic today that I talked about um, a few weeks ago, and I have a guest in here today to kind of give me her thoughts on that, and I'm very excited about it. So joining me now, you know her voice here on KSL News Radio. Reporter extraordinaire. Oh. <laughs> this is Mary Richard. I'm going to put that on my business card. Yes. Extraordinaire. Reporter extraordinaire. <laughs> it is what you are. Mary, thank you for joining me yeah, today. Yeah, I've been happy to do it. I've been thinking about this for a long time, actually, because I love the show and being able to talk to you about mom's stuff. And we talk about it off the air all the time. We do, because you're my hero. Oh, well, I don't know. When it that. comes to mom life. Did you guys know Mary has, what, five children? Five children, yeah. Five children. She works full time, which her shift starts at like 3 a.m. <laughs> Pretty early. <laughs> yeah, and so she's getting up early. She's working that morning shift. She's probably done it one or two, maybe one-ish, noon-ish. No, well, yeah, I mean, I try to always boast, yeah, I'm home by lunchtime, but there is always something going on in the news, or I'm, you know, it feels like a few times a week I'm getting home late or working some more from home, logging back in to double-check and make sure my article for KSLNewsRadio.com is all ready, mm-hmm. you know, tweeting, Facebooking, and I realize, man, I do a lot yeah. from home. But, uh, but yeah, usually it's like uh, 3 or 4 in the morning till like 11 or 12. Well, and think about that. Then you get home and you have to function as a mom. Then I'm a mom, Like, yeah. it would be fine if you just got to come home and, like, not have to take care of anyone else. <laughs> Most of my children are now in school, um, but the youngest, the three-year-old, still naps, so we nap together. Oh, my, of course yeah, we you cuddle do. up and nap together. You absolutely should. Kind of have to nap. So, a few weeks ago, I put this topic out on my Instagram. I actually solicited for uh, topics around, what do you want to hear the mom show talk about in 2020? And the most common response I got from people was, how do you do it all? How do you balance the working and the being a mom? And, you know, in this episode I did a few weeks ago, I actually talked about how resentful I am of that because nobody asked the dads how they do it all. Right. Right. (laughs) But that aside, we do face these challenges, right, of wanting to be good mothers and be there for our kids and then also having full-time careers as well. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to pick your brain on this, Mary. I shared some of my life hacks for moms who work. I even got rid, I want to get rid of the term working mom. Yeah. You can tell me how you feel about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, and that is a tricky thing because I see both sides to that too because there are these, they're just challenges to to any part of momhood, motherhood. Yes, yes. You know, whether you are working outside the home in a different place or whether you're working in the home or whether it's all on your shoulders, all the parenting and household responsibilities. <laughs> we are amazing, actually. Right? So, and I know I might even cover some of the things that you covered, um, but I actually chatted about this with my sisters-in-law Um it's interesting at family dinner. I look around the room and all there. I've got three sisters-in-law at family dinner, and they all work. Yeah, uh, I'm the one that I'm the only one that works full time, forty hours a week plus. Last paycheck had some overtime, right. but uh, my boss, I'm sure, is not <laughs> listening to this because. Um, but and the others, most of them are actually uh, they're part time, um, but that's still a lot of a lot of things that they're they're working through and doing at home and at work um, outside the home. You know what I mean? Yes. So we we chatted through some hacks, and I know some of these you covered, but I've got a list on my phone of things to cover that they do when I pick their brains and that I do. 
in my family, we have um, a bit of a, a helpful situation because my husband works from home. So he's got that flexibility of being able to drop everything and run t- to pick up a sick child if mm. I'm still stuck here. Mm-hmm. But then I also, working just mornings, have the flexibility to go do that in the afternoon. Right. But um, I think the biggest one that we all wrote down and we've talked about was the Instapot and the Crock-Pot. Sure. Yes. And I talked <laughs> about how I make dinner in the morning. Yes. I and pre- I love that. Yeah. That you said that. I prep everything in the mornings. Uh, I, I either have a plan for what's going to happen after or I, I prep it all in the morning like I'm make a mac and cheese or I make a casserole or Mm -hmm. I put the stuff in the crock pot. Like the goal is ready on its own. Yes. That's how I prep my meals. And, and, and I talked about too, it's not just like the physical making of the meal, right? But it's the prepping of the meal and coming up with recipes, Mm -hmm. right? And the kind of this unseen labor that a lot of us women do. The planning for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the load comes on. Yeah. And that's the thing my sisters-in-law really stress because they do the cooking for dinner, whereas I actually don't. My husband's a better cook than I am. And so this is another thing on my list is to, and if uh, if you are married, if you're a single mom, these are other concerns. But in this discussion, it's about finding the balance in your marriage and in your household and splitting up responsibilities. Yes. What you're good at and what he's good at. And let some things go about expectations. Yeah. I used for a while, I thought, well, I'm I'm the woman I should be cooking. And then I realized, no, he's better at Who it. Who says that? Who says I have yeah. to? He's better but at that's it. But that brings up an interesting point because you don't always consciously sit down and have those conversations. No, a lot of times it just falls to deep fault on what society and culture tells you women and men are quote unquote supposed to Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. And then you don't realize it until you're overwhelmed and swamped either party that, you know, a minute we could divide this differently. And I really like taking that approach where you're like, okay, what things do I actually not mind doing? Like Mm -hmm. I just have a brain that is really good at executing and organizing. And so the, the dinner situation, I, while I don't love coming up with recipes and figuring out what to cook, my brain always knows what's in our fridge mm. and my brain can always execute a meal based on some leftovers we have and some ingredients that are already <laughs> stocked. And like, I like that about myself. And so it's not as cumbersome for me to take on that role. But for other women, it's like just getting dinner on the table is excruciating. It is. And they just not, it's not a joy at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wrote, don't do everything. And also along those lines, let your husband help ask him and then praise. I shut down when I'm told, you know, that that wasn't done right or well. And I'm like, fine, I won't do it again. Right. And right. I realize when someone praises me for my effort, I'm like, yeah, I'll help you again with that. Right, you know, right. And so, and that can be that way in the home. Um, also, whoever is bothered the most by something is probably the one that's going to act first. Right. <laughs> so as a working mom hack, if you're not that bothered that your bathroom's kind of building up dirt throughout the week, but you know, you're going to get to it Saturday. Then don't be beating yourself up that you didn't clean it up every night. Right. But if it bothers you, I just give it a quick wipe down every night, you right. know, because it's going right. to bother me the yeah. most. Yeah. <laughs> bother me so much. Right. And then the laundry that piles up. Do you know what? Another hack is if you're getting older kids or even younger kids, as I talk to other moms and they're telling me they've started having their children do their own laundry earlier. My oldest boys are 14 and 12. It has been amazing to put them in charge of their laundry. Yes. It's cut off so much from my work because they have sweaty basketball clothes in there every day. And now that they are responsible for doing their own laundry and putting it away, it's cut down on my laundry needs a ton. That's amazing. I know I have a five-year-old. She's my oldest, so I'm not quite to that stage yet. But I do put her in charge of her own water cup. 
There you go. Like, just the fact that I don't have to get up and get her water whenever she wants it, she can get it on her own. It's a game changer. But I, I think the point is the same, right, is that you're empowering them to take on yes. those responsibilities themselves, and that takes the load off your plate. Right. I am not going on their missions with them or to college with them to do their laundry. They're going to have to start it at some point. <laughs> right. And, and just we also talk about how we're all in a family. This is all our house. And how can we help, you know, our whole family here get the things done we need to do around the house? Because mom and dad have work to do, too, sometimes. And we're doing that. And you guys have your school to do. That's your work. But we're all in this house together. I love that. Yeah. Mary Richards, reporter extraordinaire here on <laughs> KSL News Radio. Uh, we're talking about life hacks for moms who work. We'll talk more when we come back on The Mom Show. You joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. There are many women out there. I would say, I dare I say, almost all women are trying yeah. to find the balance in their life between the things they want to do, between motherhood, between working, just kind of weaving together this entire life and i'm joined by mary richards here of ksl news radio hi mary hey thank you for joining me today uh we were talking about life hacks for moms who work i did this segment a few weeks ago just on my own just sharing the things that i do that kind of kind of make this possible for me and uh i i threw the topic out on my instagram of things that you know women wanted to hear on the mom show in 2020. And the most common response was, how do you do it all? How Mm -hmm. do you, you know, balance all the things, right? And first of all, I think it's important to like really sit down and identify the expectations that you have. Mm -hmm. Because so much I I feel like we as women are operating on default of things we are quote unquote supposed to do. Right. And let's be honest, that load isn't fair. A lot of the times. (laughs) There's a lot of things that we take on that if you think about historically, there used to be a lot more shared households with a grandma there taking some of that childcare load or even a house cleaner. If you made enough money, you had a cleaner or a cook or a nanny or this or that. How did those days all shrink down to just mom or dad doing it all? And we we used to live communally, right? So we had grandmas and aunts and and uncles and and children worked. And and, and now it's become sort of just this isolationist (laughs) culture where we are all just fending for ourselves. And then judging the neighbor across the street on how their lawn looks. Exactly. exactly. So that actually goes kind of into one of my hacks is just networking. Mm. Um, In our own family, we have this big calendar on the wall. Well, it should be bigger my kids can see it, where everybody's activities are all on there. So communication is a big key. But then network with others. Um, You don't have to, you know, drive individually to each soccer practice or it's basketball for us. You can share with other families and and carpool so much more. That helps a ton so that you're just not running around everywhere. Obviously, go to the things that matter to you and you want and you can be too. Right, right. But yeah, music lessons, all those kinds of things, Um, you know, school uh, volunteering, um, which you are going to enter that world next year. Oh, we'll my... talk about kindergarten later in the show. But right. Yeah, but the different things and responsibilities with school and how you can network with other moms in those same walks of life as you yeah. and other parents to meet those responsibilities of feeling like, how can I get everywhere? And and, and networking to find someone who might know how to help with your math, son's math homework or how to help, like I said, carpool. Um, other things that my sisters-in-law mentioned that are actually kind of really cool that, that are coming along and, and just developing 
are the online shopping. I mean, well, everybody knows that. Right, but, right. but grocery delivery, how that's really coming along, right? Right, right. Remember it's when they started changer. to like, you could order your groceries online and then just go drive through and pick them up. Right. Now then they bring them to your house. Right. I think you have to sit down and decide what am I willing to pay for and what yeah, kind of budget for. because those things do cost money, right? They do. Because you're, you're paying $5 every week that you order groceries online yeah. or $10 to have it delivered, you right? Know, and is that something you want to spend that money on? Would yeah. that help you? Is that yeah. okay to let that go? Or you're like, actually, no, I'm okay without that. Right. Same with a house cleaner. I want one so bad. Right. But I also have five children. I could probably have do more chores than they do. Yeah. I, I talk with other parents and they have chore charts and responsibilities. And like I mentioned, my boys do their laundry and every Saturday I, I, I hustle them into cleaning. But there isn't any kind of daily expectation besides making their bed and brushing their teeth. And I think... We all live in this house, and they make it pretty dirty. Right. They can do a little more, but I really would like a house cleaner. Well, I think you should get one, Mary. Okay. Because this is the thing. First, it, I got to get a raise. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think you you allocate the, that in your family budget, however you can find it, because the the mental weight that that takes off of your plate frees you up to be to give more in other areas of your yeah. life. Right. Yeah. If you are not sucked dry by the cleaning of your house, you have more, frankly, love to give to your children I know. right you yeah. have more capacity to to give to them and to give to your work and to give to other areas in your life that you don't want to be sucked dry by cleaning your house i know it's such a menial thing right i um we're, we're, i talked about our calendar we're also really big on schedule and routine in my home because you almost have to be that way um so that we and there's those expectations and that that the children my children know okay i know that this happens at this time and i know mom will come back at this time dad will be here at this time and 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 i just love routine for my children so that in those moments when I'm there with them, I'm there with them. Right. This is our book reading time. Right. You know, this is when we are going to do our homework. A mom sits by you and helps you with that. Um, but the book reading at nighttime is my big thing for me because I'm not there in the morning when they wake up. I'm here. Um, they can hear me on the radio. They sure. can turn me on and listen. Turn and listen. <laughs> right. But my nighttime routine with them is so big. And that's kind of the way that I just connect because there, and maybe we'll get into working mom guilt. I'm already transitioning into that. Right. That guilt of thinking, should I be there all day with them? Or am I this better mom because I love what I do and I'm good at it? Yeah. But when I'm with them, I really want to make sure they know how much I love them and the things that I'm trying to teach them too. Yeah. No, I definitely get that. And I, I addressed that a little bit in this episode I did a few weeks ago. So I'd invite you to go podcast that. There you go. Uh, four life hacks for moms who work. And I talked about, you know, the small moments of connection, mm-hmm. right? You really have to understand that your your relationship with your children, while yes, it's about time, it's about small moments of time, mm-hmm. right? And for moms who aren't there 24-7, the small moments of connection, that is where you really connect with your kid. Like, I do not look at my relationship. First of all, I look at my children as a relationship, not as like, I'm in charge of you. Mm. Right. I view them as sort of like, this is a relationship here. And I have really good relationships with a lot of people in my life that I don't spend 24 hours a day with. (laughs) But when you are with them, you make it count. You make it connect. Well, well, not even that. More so as I look for the small moments to connect. Right. So it's when Lucy's in my bathroom and she wants to put on some makeup and I just dab it on her cheeks. Right. And like, (laughs) we're connecting in that moment or it's when she just wants to watch a show and I put my phone down and watch it with her and ask her questions yes, about it to like be there with them we're mm-hmm. quote unquote screen timing it but I'm there with her and I'm connecting with her or um you know sometimes it's 
just this the smallest simplest turn on a song and dance in the kitchen like it yeah. just doesn't have to be this overwhelming like and you remember those things yeah my husband's just... great at that he'll turn on music and just do a dance party and it's just so cute and they love that and then it's like okay back to work do right? your homework <laughs> right and a lot of the time I'm not present but some of the time I am there you and go. and it's more just a function of I'm looking for those moments to connect because I'm not there 24/7 and I don't know I just think the small moments of connection are more important than the entire amount of time per se that I'm with my children. I like that. Right? That's a good point. We're talking with Mary Richards of KSL News Radio, <laughs> reporter extraordinaire. Uh, I'm diving into her world, her motherhood world, all the things she's dealing with with five children mm-hmm. and working full time and all that jazz. More with Mary when we come back on the Mom Show. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning, and then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into The Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. I'd invite you to podcast wherever you listen uh, to podcasts. Just search for KSL Moms or find us there. I'm joined today by Mary Richards. She's a familiar voice, of course, here on KSL News Radio. I laugh more in person, though. <laughs> People tell me, they're like, oh, you don't sound like you do on the radio. It's because in person, I giggle a lot. Right. I laugh. I smile. Because you're like a human being. Well, That's what you're telling me. <laughs> you're not, not a, just a robot. Robot reporter. Robot reporter. Give me a story. Oh, here's what I report on. <laughs> People forget we're human beings I know. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, Mary, we're talking today about some of the things in our mom lives that are uh, helping us survive it, mm-hmm. right? We've talked about some hacks uh, that especially moms who work yeah, need to implement in their lives. And um, I want to talk to you now about some of the things that are bringing you guilt in motherhood. And I don't know if... If do we as women just feel more guilt, like because like is that just something Maybe. that's kind of been socialized in us? Like, I don't know. I, I just don't see my husband experiencing a lot of dad guilt. Well, I think there is some there with my husband when we talk about it because we'll talk sometimes about you know oh at night how do we parent today and how did this go or how did that go and uh, I do think sometimes though when I'm in a good place in my life. That anxiety and guilt can be a good thing if you use it correctly. Sure. Because maybe it's this little nudge into a different direction. Yeah. When I start to wallow in it and just feel awful, yeah. that's not good yeah. at all. And I like that I've had therapists here, guests on the show that have talked to me about guilt being useful, mm-hmm. right? It's just information, right? Mm-hmm. To be like, huh, two things are at odds right now. Like I'm working and my mom life and those two things are kind of like butting heads, do I want to make a change or do I want to like address what's behind some of that guilt and what I'm thinking and believing around that guilt? Yeah, that's true. So I like kind of what you're saying is just, you know, like being the watcher of that instead of just being like something's gone wrong. Oh, I here. know. And just because right? well, sometimes at night, you know, I sit there. I think, oh, how could I have been better today or this or that? And by night, I mean 8 p.m. Right. <laughs> when I put them all into bed and then because I have to go to bed. You work at 4 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so I guess you just kind of, I just deal with that by um, always remembering um, to be better tomorrow in these different ways and not to have it all overwhelm me in that moment, but to right. pick something here and there that could have been better. Um I also love, love, love this. Um, now, uh, the state conference talk I heard, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, and there was a state conference talk one evening 
by the daughter of Sister Karen. Um, uh, Sister Burton, rather. Sister Karen was the speaker. Burton was her mother who used to be the study general president. And she said that her mother would pray that her children remembered the good. Mm. And so that's been kind of something that I have kept in, in that ever since. Like, they don't know, you know, they, hopefully they'll grow up remembering the good. And then overall in general, right. their mother was trying their best. Right. Her best. Right. My best. Right. Right. <laughs> to be there. So in the guilt, um, sometimes you just also, it helps for me to talk it out with my children now sure. that they're getting older. Yeah, yeah. If I feel guilty that I couldn't go to that basketball game because it was so late at night or I, I missed their 9 a.m. school musical performance because I was out on the scene of something. Right. You know, we talk through um, kind of those things and, and I explain, you know, well, these are the things that mom had to do, yet it doesn't diminish how much I care about you right. as my child. Right. But it is hard because you can't be at everything. No, Some of these school things, oh, just you wait. They happen in the middle of the day. And I think, I can go. So that's where the networking comes in. And I'll often have another mom maybe record it. My husband can go with his flexible schedule and he can record it. And I'll watch it with them. Like, oh, my goodness, look how sweet you are. Tease alert. In the next segment, we're going to talk about prepping me for sending a kid to kindergarten. (laughs) Because I don't know what that's going to look like. It's going to rock your world. It's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Okay, okay. Uh, Yeah, when it comes to the guilt, like, what what things do you struggle with if you don't mind sharing like what are the things that kind of eat at you yeah just how I discipline because that's that can be something I feel guilty about because I come from a family where and an upbringing where I'm trying to break some cycles from Mm, that yeah and and it's still kind of ingrained a little bit in me some of those reactions and quick snap I'm yelling I I don't want to yell at my children and sometimes it comes out and so immediately If I'm better at it, I say, you know what? Let me take a step back. Mommy's yeah. going to mommy's going to a timeout. Right. <laughs> right. Mommy timeout. They're like, what? Right. Where's she going? Right. And then I just say, I'm sorry. We there's a lot of yelling in our home today. And my son goes, Yeah, you did a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something I feel guilt about is discipline and how to be better. Well, because... I want you to know, Mary, that I don't think there's a mother on earth who hasn't yelled at her children. <laughs> that's true. Like, let's be honest. We all thought we would be more kind, empathetic mothers that, than I we know. actually We'd are. All be Mary Poppins, and right? We're just not. But I find the yelling for me usually comes from a place of something else is amiss and it's not really my children. It's I'm feeling anxious about something at work or I have, you know, to do lists that aren't getting done or I feel trapped or stuck. And then it's just you come in here and demand something and I'm just like, nah, right. (laughs) So, so yeah, to your, to your point, I think it's, I think it's something. I think yelling is usually a sign of something under underneath. Maybe so. Yeah. yeah. I have taken some uh, parenting classes and I totally recommend those for people. Even because I have five children and with my fourth, he's rocked our world. Right. <laughs> because each one is so uniquely different. Right. And he just has his different emotions and big feelings. And so I did take this 12 week class and it was incredible how, and I've, I've felt less guilty since then yeah. on the things I've worked to improve on myself. Um, I, you know, and just guilt about missing things. Like I said, sometimes when you miss things, um, and then um, sometimes I I think, um, I I don't know, I guess sometimes I feel guilt about when I compare mm. to how my family and what we do or, or how much money we have or the opportunities my children have mm-hmm. compared to other families. Mm. I'm really bad like comparer. In some yeah, way. and I feel mm-hmm. guilty like, oh, I didn't get them all piano lessons and they're all not taking like this and they're right. all not into that. Right. But then I realize that's good for that other family, not for me. Right. And I, we are doing just fine. Yeah, I think there's a reason why they say comparison is the thief of joy. It is. Right? Totally steals but our it's joy. it's so easy to do. Yeah. 
And, and I think it's human nature to do that, right? As human beings, we're like, okay, am I okay? Right? We're always sort of asking ourselves that question. And so you'd, again, be a robot if you didn't have That's some true. of those feelings. Yeah, I know. But I don't know. For the most part, though, overall, my, I had my older sister ask me once, when she came out to visit and there am I with my five children, we're running here and there to do this and that errand. And then we're all sitting around and trying to get all settled. And, and she goes, did you ever think this would be your life? I said, yes, I did. And I'm so happy. Right. Uh, she was just amazed at what she's like, I can't believe it. it's a really loud house. And you have like all, all these boys that are tumbling all over each other all the time. And I just thought, isn't it wonderful? Right. I did want this to be my life and I'm so happy about it. Right. I want to read you this post from Instagram that I saw the other day, um, Mary, because I think it's applicable. Oh, I don't know if I can find it on the fly. But um, basically, the post talked about how you, we as mothers are supposed to disappoint our children. Oh, like we're supposed to disappoint them because it prepares them for life sometimes being disappointing. Yeah, right. And that's not to say you neglect them, right? Or constant, you know, you're you're neglectful emotionally, right? Or anything like that. But it is just to say there are going to be times when you miss things. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be times where you yell and you don't get it right and you scar them. And that's all supposed to happen to prepare them for yeah. what's coming, right? And and when I step back and kind of look at it that way, I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm not messing up too bad. No, yeah. <laughs> like, and when my children yell at me and come in and they just dump all their big feelings on me, I realize it's because I'm their safe space right. and that's okay too. Right. And I'm like, I thought you guys loved me. Why are you treating me so rotten? <laughs> like, oh, because I'm, a, I'm, I'm your mom and you need someone to dump all this on. Right. It's not just, it's not personal. Well, I love that. Yeah. I like that quote you shared. That's yeah. a good point. You're doing better than you think you are. Right? Oh, I love that. Right. Thank you. Okay. We'll take a break. When we come back, Mary, you have put some kids, four of them, I think, at yeah. this point through kindergarten at least. <laughs> I've and through, done it. Through some school. I've got my oldest in high school. Yeah. And I have a five-year-old who will be going to kindergarten in the fall. So I need to pick your brain about what this is going to look like for me. It's going to be great. What do we come back on the mom show back inside the mom show dads are welcome but moms come here to be heard we're with Lindsay Ertz on ksl news radio thank you for joining us i've been having a lovely conversation with my co-worker and friend mary richards yes we always talk about things whenever i see you because sometimes we're ships that pass in the night yeah, in the newsroom we are, we are we have opposite schedules yeah what I'm always asking, I just love to compare. I, again, I compare. When I see like your, how your daughter doing, how your cute baby boy is doing, and I think, oh, I remember when my children are that age. Right. And I'm still raising them. My I, oldest is in high school. I have five. He's in high school, and then the youngest is in preschool. Right. Next year, I will have children in four different schools. Oh, my god! I will have high school, middle school, elementary school, and preschool again. It's her second year of preschool next year. That is insane. It's just a tiny little school. It's really not a big deal. Yeah, she goes for like an hour and sings about songs. Right. Like, it's just cute. That's She's what so they should cute. do at that age. But yeah. I look to you, Mary, who has five children and works <laughs> full time, and I'm just like... How do you, how do, how does this happen? I don't know. I take a nap every day. Right. And just, you know, I don't know. We somehow compartmentalize and routine get through the days. Yeah, you just do it. Yeah. Okay, but I want to talk right now about putting your kid in kindergarten. Um, short of looking like I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> I'm going to fully admit I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> when it comes to Putting my kid in kindergarten. First of all, what we're in the uh, early February right now, and school will start in September. 
But I'm under the impression, and I experienced this when I put loose my my daughter's five, and I put her in preschool. You have to register like now. Early, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not planning for September right now. <laughs> I'm trying to get through today. I know there are. This is where that networking with other moms really comes into play, and it, and it did for me because I had no idea that you were supposed to sign up for preschool like in the spring, and people are like, "Where are they going?" I'm like, "Uh, what?" Uh, uh-huh. So yeah. the, I would say, other moms listening, share this with your neighbors. Right. Share this with new moms who have young kids coming up. Hey, did you know? Right. So because you do need to to go down to your uh, local elementary school and sign them up. You have to register. You have to bring in. So find these things. They may ask for them. They may not. But they always ask you to bring them. Right. Uh, birth certificate, immunization record, uh, proof of address, like some letters or whatever, and pretty much some proof that this is a human and they exist and right. they need to be coming to your school. Right. And I do think my husband went through and found all those things the okay. other day. So we're, we're on a those. good start. Yeah. But um, when does this happen? Like, again, I'm coming in this completely cold. Yeah. Obviously, I can Google all this information. <laughs> Obviously, I can look at my school district. But I'm I'm for the purpose of this segment, I'm not doing those things because I just want to pick your brain as like <laughs> a mom who knows nothing about yeah. what they're doing. I feel like with my first people told us, hey, don't don't forget to, to call the school. And we were just excited thinking because you can also do this through the spring, summer, even up right into the fall because people move in and out of schools and school sure. districts and and you they'll help you. They yeah. will help you. OK, um, so don't panic if you don't get it all in the spring. Uh, different school districts have different assessment times. OK assessment dates for kindergarten. For example, right now going on in the Salt Lake City School District is their ELP assessment tests. Okay. If you think that your daughter is, and they give you like a checklist, hey, do they figure things out super quickly? Are they super curious about this or that? Go get them tested if you're thinking about the extended learning program, because those are different magnet schools. Okay. Uh, if you thought, oh, I maybe, yeah, and you could start them up from the kindergarten to be on this extended uh, track, that's something to think about. If you're just like, I love my neighborhood school, we just want to send her right down the street. Yeah. Then, um, then it's a lot more simple. So, when you say an assessment, what does that mean? Yeah, they're going to be tested, um, and it's more extended testing for that ELP program. Uh, oh goodness, I haven't even thought about dual immersion. If you want to get them into that, oh, those geez. are other things too that many of our school districts offer. And those kinds of assessments and tests are kind of happening and enrollment processes. So that's something people listening think about. They want to try start googling that now. Yeah, but you're just your basic general. I want to send her just to my neighborhood school down the street. Uh, the the assessment time or testing time isn't that stressful. Okay. They're just going to bring them into a room with one of the kindergarten teachers and just ask them. They'll just ask them some basic questions. They want to see where they're at, where they look at. Do they know their letters can, all the way up to can they read? Mm. And don't even stress about cramming over the summer about that. Okay, these kindergarten so they can't teachers, read, we're oh, okay. no, they're amazing. <laughs> okay, they good. just want to place all these different little sweet sweet bodies into the right mix of children. Okay, into each classroom with the right mix. Okay, um, because you will have some older kids who are full on reading chapter books, I swear. Right. And then some of my children with summer birthdays are coming in like, what, is that the letter A? I'm not sure. Right, right, right. <laughs> so they just assess where they're at, what kind of things they know in terms of numbers and letters and, and even their own little personalities. Yeah. They're going to be taking those notes as kindergarten teachers and fixing up those classrooms. Yeah. There are also other options where some districts, Salt Lake District has a majority now of full day kindergarten options right. versus half day. And now I'm under the impression that some school districts don't even tell you until like two weeks before whether yes, they get into full they, day. Mm-hmm. How do you plan for that? That can be tricky because you, as working moms, you got to plan your day and yeah. know what 
what type of care you might need and when. So that one, I don't, you just had to bug them a lot and be like, I need to know this. You just kind of deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like more schools are going more toward the, you're most likely getting into a full day unless you choose. I'd rather have this half day. Right. Um, And I I think it's leaning that way now. Salt Lake School District offers full day kindergarten, but do all the districts? Uh, I think so. But that's a good question. I'm not sure if all statewide do. I feel like they do now in 2020. Okay. Um, At least one option of that classroom. And do you, again, this is a silly question that I should probably know, and I can Google all this, but I'm not because I'm talking to Mary Richards. (laughs) Do you have to pay extra for full day kindergarten? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Mm -mm. No, that's all paid. I mean, your property tax going right. and your income tax. Right. <laughs> Both of those pools are going into our education fund. No, that's it's just the same. Um, and also it's not, oh, there's even afternoon half day and morning half day. And and sometimes you can choose that, what works better for your family. And right. hopefully they'd tell you that sooner. Right. No, you don't have to pay extra. And also it's not just they're going to take a nap and play. It's They've got a curriculum for the full day. Right. And But there's a chance you could request full day and not get it? I don't know. At my school, it's they're going to put you in a full day because okay. they just really feel like that's the best for the kids right now. Right. Others I know chose, no, I, w- I want my child to have a half day. They're a young student or they just are overwhelmed by the afternoon. And Don't I you worry. Better. I want a full day. No. I'm just saying don't offer me a full day and then take then it away, take it from, away me. from you. Yeah. I, I feel like in Salt Lake District, you're probably going to get, get it. Okay. And those kindergarten teachers are so good and kind with those children and so patient. They know when they've reached their point in the afternoon that they're just exhausted and they are just they're just amazing we've had the best kindergarten teachers that's so great we're talking with mary richards okay mary we have like 30 seconds left just talk to me from a mom standpoint what was it like sending your kids to kindergarten okay my oldest i cried he cried it was amazing we took tons and tons of pictures and it was just beautiful and sad and bittersweet this last one when she goes will be like have a great day (laughs) love you so much i tell you if you are sad when your last baby goes to kindergarten you did not have enough children right (laughs) (laughs) mic drop from Mary Richards. Mary, thank you for joining me today on the Mom Show. Anytime. We'll be back next week.